You are listening to the Finance Professor Podcast, brought to you by financeprofessor.org. Okay, welcome to episode 12 of the Finance Professor Podcast. Uh, On this episode, we are going to talk about my new paper. So we are in the election season right now. And, you know, kind of casually watching the elections, the thing that really stuck out to me is that the field was really big for the Democrats, and then it narrowed um, largely because of these debate guidelines, uh, but also because a lot of people were only getting like 1% of the vote. And uh, now it's kind of narrowed, and you really the front runners are really old they're all septuagenarians and they're uh, quite a few of them are not young septuagenarians uh so uh joe biden 77 bernie sanders 78 had a heart attack uh back in october i believe and uh we got mike bloomberg who's about fifth in the polls spending 200 million dollars to uh blanket the Super Tuesday states with ads um, because he's got a $60 billion fortune. He's also 77. And then, uh, you know, I think the third place candidate right now, but she was first place at one point, uh, is Elizabeth Warren. And she is 72. Also, she's 70 also. And uh, of course, um, Donald Trump, the incumbent president, who's obviously running for re-election, he started running for re-election, I think, on the day he was elected. Uh, and he is was the oldest president ever to be sworn into office. So all that's you know, makes me think of a kind of insurance topic, right? You know, what is the actuarial um probability that these guys are going to survive their first term or second term in office if they're elected. And uh, so that's kind of the genesis of this paper is that, uh, you know, I think Americans just haven't haven't experienced uh, a president dying in office in, in a couple generations. And maybe we've got a little complacent about this. Uh, and so I just wanted to, you know, point out that the probabilities of uh, one of these septuagenarians dying, uh, if not in their first term, in their second term, is pretty high. Uh, And so that's what we're going to do. The title of this paper uh, is the 2020 presidential election, a race against mortality. I'll let you hear the paper now thanks for listening subscribe so you don't miss one of our podcasts i'm linus wilson the 2020 presidential election a race against mortality by linus wilson associate professor of finance department of economics and finance bi moody the third college of business university of louisiana at lafayette the views expressed are of the author alone. A year from the inauguration for the top five Democratic 2020 U.S. presidential election candidates in the polls are in their 70s. 
using actuarial data and the history of presidential assassinations, the top two contenders, former Vice President Joe Biden and Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, have a 24 to 29% chance of not surviving to the end of a hypothetical first term. The 77 and 78-year-old men's chances of dying before the end of the second term as POTUS are between 46 and 56%. Introduction. Generations of Americans have never lived to see an American president die in office. Indeed, the last president to die was John F. Kennedy, who in 1963 died from an assassin's bullet at the relatively young age of 46 years. That was over 56 years from the start of the first in the nation nominating contest in 2020, the February 3rd Iowa Democratic Caucuses. You would have to go back to Franklin D. Roosevelt's death in office in 1945 in his record fourth term in office to find a U.S. president who died of natural causes. To be alive for that event in 2020, someone would have to be 74 years old. To have voted for FDR, someone would have to be at least 96 years old. The voting age was not lowered from 21 to 18 years old until March 21, 1971, with the ratification of the 26th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. According to Panetta 2020, on January 20, 2017, Donald Trump became the oldest president to be sworn into his first term at 70 years, 222 days old. Joseph Biden, Bernie Sanders, and Michael Bloomberg, aged 77, 78, and 77, were at least three years older than Donald Trump, who was 73 on January 15, 2020. Biden, Sanders, and Bloomberg were first, second, and fifth in the Real Clear Politics Democratic polling average that day. The third place Democratic candidate, Elizabeth Warren, on that date was 70 and would be older than Donald Trump was at his inauguration in 2017 if she won the election and took office on January 20th, 2021. The likely winner of the 2020 election, based on betting markets, will be pushing the bounds of life expectancy at birth at some time during his or her tenure in office. He or she will be likely the oldest person to take the oath of office of President of the United States. This paper seeks to quantify the chances that the leading candidates will die before their first or second term in office using actuarial life expectancy data. Former Vice President Joseph Biden, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, and billionaire Michael Bloomberg have a 24 to 29% chance of dying before the end of their first term as President of the United States, depending on how we account for the chances of assassination. With a year to go from the January 20th, 2021 inauguration, those same leading Democratic challengers have a 46 to 56% chance of not surviving two terms as President of the United States, POTUS. Kensky and Jameson, 2010, found that perceptions of septuagenarian Republican nominee John McCain changed through the course of the 2008 election. Voters increasingly perceived him as too old as Election Day neared. Thus, the current preferences for older candidates by voters may change as the 2020 election progresses. 
Senator McCain died in 2018 at the age of 81, according to Pitzel 2018. If the field of viable candidates survives to Inauguration Day, January 20th, 2021, this paper finds that there is a 16 to 21 percent chance that the man or woman sworn in will die before the end of his or her four-year presidential term in January 20th, 2025. In section two, we discuss our data collection and how we determined if a 2020 presidential candidate was viable. In section three, we discuss the death probability calculations in table two. In section four, the paper concludes. Section two, data, 2.1, sample selection criteria. We sought to look at viable declared candidates for president in the 2020 election and determine the probabilities that they would survive their full term or terms as POTUS. To to find viability, we chose two metrics which were collected on January 15, 2020, a few weeks before the first nominating contest, the Iowa caucuses on February 3, 2020. If a POTUS candidate satisfied either criteria, he or she would be put in our sample and deemed viable. Number one, the candidate's real clear politics national polling average for either the Democratic or Republican nomination must exceed 5.0%. Number two, the candidate qualified for the January 2020 Democratic debate. If a candidate met either criteria one or two, he or she was included in the sample. Obviously, criteria one was the only criteria open to Democratic and Republican candidates. Donald Trump was the only Republican candidate that qualified under criteria one. There were no declared independent candidates for POTUS in 2020, polling over 5.0% on January 15, 2020, when the sample was selected. It is unheard of for an incumbent president to lose the nomination from his party. Thus, it is not surprising that no Republican candidates were viable under this criterion except President Donald Trump. Billionaire businessman and former independent New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg, who was running in the 2020 Democratic primary but not competing in the first four contests, also qualified for viability under the first real clear politics average polling criteria. The other Democratic candidates that qualified either met standard one and two or only standard two. The second viability test qualifying for the January 2020 Democratic debate had two criteria according to Camisar et al. 2020. First, it had a polling threshold. The polling threshold was met if either was true. A the candidate had at least four qualifying early state, first four Democratic nominating state contests, or national Democratic nominating polls, where he or she got at or over 5% of the vote. B, the candidate had at least two qualifying early state, first four Democratic nominating state contests, polls, where he or she met or exceeded 7% of the vote. Of the candidates, Kazmir et al. identified former Vice President Joseph Biden, former South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg, Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar, 
Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders and Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren as meeting both criteria A and B. Billionaire businessman Tom Steyer met only criteria B. Billionaire former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg only met criteria A. To qualify for the January debate, either or both A and B had to be met and the donor criteria C below needed to be met. The Democratic presidential candidate had to raise money from 225,000 unique donors and have at least 1,000 donors in each of 20 states. Of the candidates who qualified for one or both of the polling criteria, only Michael Bloomberg did not qualify for the January 2020 Democratic debate because he lacked the donor base to satisfy criteria C. Nevertheless, Mr. Bloomberg was included in our sample under the same criteria that Donald Trump was. He satisfied the viability criteria 1 that his real clear politics polling average in his respective primary met or exceeded 5%. Bloomberg's average was 6.6%. Billionaire Tom Steyer and Senator Amy Klobuchar were the only two Democratic candidates that met viability test 2, but not 1. Their RCP polling averages were 2.2 and 3.2% on our sample selection date of January 15, 2020. Section 2.2, life expectancy data. We got the actuarial data on life expectancies and the annual death probabilities by age and years and gender from the Social Security Administration Office of the Chief Actuary. We used the most recent table dated 2016, which was available on January 15, 2020, our data collection date. The 2016 actuarial tables from the Social Security Administration are the same data used in Olshansky et al. 2019. Nevertheless, Olshansky 2011 argues that U.S. presidents have more often than not exceeded the life expectancy of men of their generation. Thus, it is possible that presidents due to wealth, education, or health care tend to beat the actuarial averages. It is not clear if any of these results in Olshansky are statistically significant. Moreover, Olshansky 2011's assumption that presidents age at twice the normal rate in office would make a one-term president four years older than he actually was. Thus, a president who died before the average men of his actual age could be listed in Olshansky as beating the average because four extra years were added to the his study age because the actual ages of the viable candidates were obtained from Panetta 2020. Panetta 2020 gave President Trump's age in days and years on January 20th, 2017, his inauguration. Panetta 2020 gave all the other viable candidates, the Democratic challengers, days and years old at the January 20th 2021 inauguration date. We used the data in Panetta 2020 to calculate the dates of birth of the eight viable candidates. Dates of birth were calculated by subtracting the days from the inauguration date that ages referenced. Days between the date of birth and the relevant inauguration date were calculated as years old times 365.25 plus days old. We don't distinguish between the health levels of two candidates of identical sex and age. 
A man whose age rounds down to 77 years has the same death probability in the next year in our analysis as another man with a rounded down age of 77 years. Thus, we give Michael Bloomberg the same death probability as Joe Biden. They are approximately 77 years old, between 77.00 and 77.99 years old on January 20th, 2020, the beginning of our analysis period. Our analysis makes no distinction between the 70-year-old Senator Sanders' health history and the health history of an average 78-year-old man in the Social Security data. Thus, his heart attack on October 1, 2019, which is described by Ember, does not affect our assessment of his mortality. Olshansky et al. 2019 was also unable to adjust for medical histories of its sampled candidates due to incomplete medical data provided by the POTUS candidates. Because the actuarial data on death probabilities is presented by the whole years old, the candidate's age at January 20th, 2020 and the subsequent years studied, always on January 20th, was rounded down to the nearest whole year. A year was defined as 365.25 days in this study to account for leap years. Four of the 44 presidents have been assassinated according to Chevelle et al. 2008. This implies a much higher murder rate than in the United States population as a whole. Elridge 2016 notes that Due to Grover Cleveland being the 22nd and 24th POTUS, the U.S. has only had 44 different men holding the office inclusive of Donald Trump. The U.S. homicide rate, murders per 100,000 people in a year, was 5.3 per 100,000 population in 2010, according to Grinshestein and Hemingway. 2016. That is a 0.0053% chance of being murdered for a typical American in 2010. The first U.S. President George Washington took office on April 30, 1789. That is over 230.7 years of presidential history with only one president at a time. The percent murder rate for U.S. presidents is 4 divided by 230.7. That is about 1.7337%. We will use 1.7337% minus 0.0053% equals 1.7824% increased homicide rate to determine the expected death probabilities of potential presidential candidates in some calculations. For this reason, Eldridge 2016 argues that POTUS is the deadliest job in America. Nevertheless, Eldridge 2016 argues that the presidency may have become safer after the assassination of President William McKinley in 1901 because soon after the Secret Service began protecting U.S. presidents, reducing its assassination risks. Only one assassination occurred after 1901. We calculate the death probabilities with and without additional assassination risks to account for the possibility that assassination risks for U.S. presidents going forward are much lower than the historical record suggests. Section 2.3, Election Probabilities. To estimate the probability that the next president will not survive his or her January 20, 2021 to January 20, 2025 term as president, we use the betting markets to weigh 
the 2020 election chances. We use the Real Clear Politics Democratic nomination betting markets probability average on January 15, 2020. We sum all the probabilities listed and then divide each of the viable candidates' probability of winning by that sum. Because most of these betting markets have very high bid-ask spreads, the probabilities add up to well over unity. By rescaling them, the implied betting probabilities sum to one. Moreover, this scaling assumes that the candidates not in the sample, which are deemed as not viable, have the same weighted average death probabilities as the viable candidates. This probability weighting will give us the probability that the next Democratic president will die prior to January 20th, 2025, the end of his or her first term, given he or she survives to inauguration. To compare the weighted average death probability of both the Democratic and Republican candidates, the Democratic field and Donald Trump, we use futures data from Iowa electronic markets. All excluded Republican and Democratic in and independent candidates are assumed implicitly to have the same weighted average mortality as the viable candidates. The last trade on our data collection date of January 15, 2020 gave the Democratic nominee for POTUS a 61.3% chance of winning the 2020 election. Thus, we give President Trump a bracket 1 minus 0.613 times 100% 38.7% chance of winning. This is used to obtain the overall chance that the next president will die prior to the end of his term in January 20th, 2025 in our table three calculation. Section three, analysis and results. We want to convert the annual death probabilities by age and gender from the Social Security Administration into the probability that the Democratic presidential candidate in our sample will survive to the end of the presidential term ending January 20th, 25, and the subsequent term January 20th, 2029. We find the rounded down age of each eye of the viable Democratic candidates and find their next year death probabilities, DIT, in year T equals 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8. Let I equals 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7 map to the gender and age pairs for Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Pete Buttigieg, Michael Bloomberg, Amy Klobuchar, and Tom Steyer, respectively, in year T. The probability that the candidate will die before the end of the next presidential term is DN1 as follows. This is the calculation for Table 2, Column 4 for the Democratic candidates. DN2 is the death probability for the Democratic candidate I prior to the end of the term ending in January 20th, 2019. 29, given there is no assassination risk. Equation 2 calculates the Democratic challenger's death probabilities in column 6 of table 2. Unlike Olshanke et al. 2019 and Volcker 2019, this study looks at death probabilities leading up to the January 20, 2021 inauguration. Further, those studies don't consider the chances that the president will die in his or her second term. Finally, this paper differs from both Olshansky et al. and Volcker in that we factor in the possibility that the POTUS may be assassinated in office. We want to incorporate 
the assassination risk that we calculated to be an additional 1.7824% annual increased homicide rate for U.S. presidents relative to the typical American. In the equation for DA1, we calculate the death probability by January 20th, 2025, contingent on the Democratic candidate I being elected with the assassination risk. The calculation DA2 incorporates the increased assassination risk for the second term, given the Democrat is elected and re-elected if he or she survives that long. Since Donald Trump is the current president, he is closer to the 22nd Amendment's prohibition on the third presidential term than his challengers. The mortality calculation for him was different. Let RT be the actuarial probability that he dies in year T will 0, 1, 2, 3, and 4, given he is 73 years old in year 0, January 20th, 2020. RN1 is the probability that Donald Trump dies before the end of his first term on January 20th, 2021, given there is no heightened murder risk because he is POTUS. Equation 5 is the death probability calculation for Donald Trump in column 4 of table 2. The calculation for the death probability for Donald Trump in column 6 of table 2 is given by equation 6 below. RN2 is the probability Donald Trump dies before January 20th, 2025. T equals 4. Given there is no increased murder rate for the POTUS, this is calculated below. If we take into account the heightened assassination risk, Donald Trump's probability of not surviving his first term is RA1. Taking into account the heightened murder rates for U.S. presidents, Donald Trump's probability of not surviving a second term, given that he is re-elected, is RA2, equation 8. Equation 7 is how Donald Trump's death probability in row 5 of table 2 is calculated. Equation 8 shows how Donald Trump's death probability in row 7 of table 2 is calculated. The probability that the next president will die in office is calculated from inauguration day, January 20th, 2021, to the end of his or her term on January 20th, 2025. We assume that the nominees will not die before inauguration day in this analysis. Further, we assume that the candidates who were deemed not viable have the same mortality risk as the weighted average of the field. President Trump has a 100% chance of winning the nomination for the Republican Party since there are no viable challengers in the sample. No independent challengers were deemed viable on the date of data collection, January 15, 2020. The chances of the seven viable Democratic candidates are given by the betting market probabilities. The Democratic challenger's chance of winning the election is assumed to be independent of the challenger nominated. The Iowa electronics market closing trade on January 15, 2020 gives the probability of the Democratic winning the election 61.3%. 61.3% times the scaled RCP betting market's probability of the candidate winning the Democratic nomination are the Democratic candidate's probabilities in Table 3, Column 5, Donald Trump's chance of winning 1 minus 0.613 times 100% is in table 3, column 5. We denote these probabilities by WJ, where J equals 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8. 
and maps to Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Pete Buttigieg, Michael Bloomberg, Amy Klobuchar, Tom Steyer, and Donald Trump, respectively. The probability that the next president will die between January 20th, 2021 and the end of his term on January 20th, 2025, given that he survives to the start of the term, is PN1. For PN1, we assume there is no additional assassination probability. The probability that the next president will not survive his or her term, given that he survives to inauguration, is PN1 equals 16.05%. For PA1, we factor in the increased risk of assassination. This is the probability that the next president will not survive his or her term, given that she survives to inauguration, but also faces assassination risk. The PA1 calculation is summarized below with the probability of assassination factored in. The next president has a 21.71% chance that he or she will not survive his or her term given that he or she survives to inauguration. That's given by equation 10. Olshansky et al. 2019 and Volcker limit their survival time horizon to January 20th, 2021 and January 20th, 2025, as we do in equations 9 and 10. Unlike this study's table 3, those studies do not incorporate betting market data to come up with a probability that the sworn-in POTUS will die in his or her first term. They only give the probability that individual candidates, if sworn in, will survive the first term. Moreover, Olshansky et al. and Volcker failed to factor in the chances that the POTUS will be murdered in office. Conclusion The top two Democratic challengers in the 2020 U.S. presidential election, former Vice President Joe Biden and Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, have a 24 to 31% chance of not surviving until the end of their hypothetical first term as president on January 2025. Those men in their late 70s have a roughly 50-50 chance of surviving through their second term as president. This paper uses actuarial data to predict the death probabilities of the top candidates in the 2020 presidential election. In all likelihood, the next president to take the oath of office will be the oldest to do so in history. Even if all the viable candidates survive to inauguration 2021, The probability that that person will die in this upcoming presidential term is 16 to 21 percent. Over 10 months out from the 2020 election, polled voters have a high tolerance for candidates who have high mortality risks. It will be interesting to see if their preferences for septuagenarians change as election day nears, as Kensky and Jameson found in the 2008 presidential election. Okay, uh, the views expressed here are my own, not those of the University of Louisiana, of Lafayette, State of Louisiana, or anybody else in the world. Thanks for listening, and subscribe so you don't miss our next podcast. You can find a link to this at financeprofessor.org or linuswilson.com. And you can download all my research. Bye-bye.